family, I'm so happy to announce the launch of my brand new premium podcast. It's called Ideas That Matter Plus. This is an exciting new development that we've been working on for some time. This after seeing a lot of you request coming through saying thank you for what we've done and wanting more. Ideas That Matter Plus is a more targeted podcast that focuses on business strategies and more high-level thinking to help highly ambitious entrepreneurs, SMEs, business owners and founders, even the CEOs of big business. It only costs 450 Rand per month and will be coming in, but I mean coming in hot. So, subscribe now to Ideas That Matter Plus, now available on Spotify or Apple Podcast Store. Sayonara. Family. I'm so happy to announce the launch of my brand new premium podcast. It's called Ideas That Matter Plus. This is an exciting new development that we've been working on for some time. This after seeing a lot of you request coming through saying thank you for what we've done and wanting more. Ideas That Matter Plus is a more targeted podcast that focuses on business strategies and more high-level thinking to help highly ambitious entrepreneurs. SMEs, business owners and founders, even the CEOs of big business. It only costs 450 Rand per month and will be coming in, but I mean coming in hot. So, subscribe now to Ideas That Matter Plus, now available on Spotify or Apple Podcast Store. Sayonara. Hey VT, how are you man? Uh, this is Tsepo. Born and bred in the Free State, Fana uh, Free Stata, but currently pursuing their dreams in IT in Johannesburg, right? So I see and I hear in the podcast everyone speaking about your podcast and everything, but no one is mentioning the theme song, like at the beginning and at the end. I always listen to your podcasts early in the morning. Like, I'm boring on obsession because I repeat a lot of them. <laughs> uh, according to Spotify, I'm on the top 2%. <laughs> uh, yeah, my girlfriend says I'm bordering on stalker level, but that's fine. But, you know, just the feeling I get when that in, when the theme song comes on, on the intro and not the outro, and I have a good cup of joe in my hand and it's 6am and you get that fresh cold breeze in the morning, you know, and you smell the grass and you're just thinking, I got this. I am this person. Today's gonna to be a great day for me, you know? And then you just spit knowledge. It's it's the best thing ever. <laughs> and I think that has to be the best thing for me with regards to your podcast, right? It literally has to be one of the best things. Hey BT, Happy New Year. Uh, my name is Angie. Uh, I'm sending this message from Nairobi. Uh, you and I are already friends like on the social. So I need you to now just understand that we've become best friends now. Now we're just best friends. So I need you to act accordingly. I'm really glad to hear that we're celebrating you uh, turning 20 years in the game in terms of your speaking business. That's amazing. And um, mine is just some motivation to let you know that what you're doing with this podcast is more impactful than we can even ever imagine. And this will only be understood by generations to come. I think I've probably listened to every single podcast. I'm pretty sure I've watched every damn masterclass. Let me just tell you, it's so bad that whenever I'm watching something like one of your masterclasses on YouTube, my daughter is like, Ma, there's your friend. She's four years old and I'm like, yep, 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 you're right. Uh, that, that's my friend. 
So mine wasn't really a question. It was just more of saying, you know, kudos to you. Um, I wish you an amazing 2024. More blessings, more love, and more life. And you already know God did his thing when he made you. Have a good one. And uh, it wouldn't be me if I didn't finalize this audio with Gravitas. <laughs> Catch up soon. Bye. Hello, Fussy. Uh, my name is Aman Albert, and I'm a Congolese, but I've been living in Uganda for about 20 years. Recently, I moved to the United States about a month ago. I must say I thank you so much, Fussy, for your podcasts and your masterclass videos. I've been a fan of your masterclass videos since 2019, and of course, your podcasts uh, have been really, really con- a, a big contribution to the way I think, uh, to uh, the value that I'm creating, that I've created in the community, and everything that I've done. Um, podcasts like, of course, Old Money, podcasts like What I Wish I Knew When I Was 22, podcasts, uh, episodes like um, um, Science of Money, and I put them on repeat. And every time I find new ideas through it. Uh, the question is, how do I, um, maybe this will help many people to there that are struggling with the same thing that I struggled with. Um, how do you uh, pick uh, a founder that is going to help you through, a co-founder that's going to help you uh, uh, run your business and grow your business exponentially? And when and how do you fire them or do you fire the co-founders when it reaches a time whereby they don't they can't contribute anymore to the growth of the business or they are really lagging you behind or they are really not into the business how do you do that um i would really appreciate to see um hearing from you um about this question thank you so much it's time to take your seat at the table. Find out how with Vusi Tembeguayo as we discuss ideas that matter, a catalyst for bold action. Hello, family. <laughs> Hello, family, and welcome to this, what is another episode of the VT Podcast. And here we talk about ideas that matter. Thank you so much, Robert, for those words about having a co-founder and having to make things work in the modern day and in your particular context. It's one of those examples and conversations just as very rarely had. What do you do when things start going wrong? We always talk about what to do when things go right, right? But what do you do when things go wrong? And not just in the context of, for instance, your career or your business, but what do you do when things go wrong with the people with whom you thought you would be walking this journey together? How do you manage that fallout? How do you manage that conflict? How do you ensure that you stay consistently above the complexities? So I'm going to give you a few tips about how to do this because I think it's important for us to recognize that there actually is a way to manage this and is a way to do this. The main thing here is to understand that there is a way to manage and navigate complexity. There really is. And there are some people who, through time, trial, error, and the learning of watching other people have learned about how to navigate complexity. There are others who think that those who manage to navigate complexity 
do so because they are lucky or they are otherworldly beings that come from different planets. This isn't true, the latter that is. People who know how to navigate complexity have learned how to navigate complexity. So there is a way to learn how to navigate these complexities around forming and then navigating through building a collegial environment for a business partnership. The reason this is important is because whatever you decide, whether to stay in the partnership or not, you want to make sure that you're making informed decisions. And what makes a decision informed? Well, they're frankly two very simple criteria. Criteria number one is the decision you're about to make going to protect your interest. See, sometimes you walk away from a relationship to preserve your interests, but sometimes walking away from the relationship actually can destroy your interests, right? And so the first criteria has to be, how do I protect my interest? The second criteria has to be, how do I ensure that I foster a successful collaboration? And the only way a collaboration can be successful is if both you and the person in the conversation feel at the end of that conversation like you have both given sufficiently enough away and taken sufficiently enough from the table to be able to walk away not feeling as if you've been done in. So how do you do this? And what do you do? But more importantly, maybe the place for us to start, how do you even know when things are going wrong in the first place? So here's the way that I like to do this, because I think it's important for us to have a system of where to start and how to do this. For me, I identify first the red flags. So your first point here is make sure that you have an early identification of the red flags. And that early identification of the red flags could be things like inconsistencies in values. It could be a lack of transparency or even conflicting business goals. So what do you do? Well, the minute you've identified that there are inconsistencies in values, inconsistencies in ethics, a lack of clarity or coherence in the business goals that you're going after with this person, what you immediately want to do is to address the issue directly. So for me, there are many reasons business partnerships can dissolve. Sometimes it's because that they have served their purpose and you need to move on. Other times it's because they not only have not yet served their purpose, but you're partnered with the wrong person. The first thing to do is what I'm telling you is just to ensure that you address the issue directly the minute you see there is an inconsistency there. And how do you do this? Well, it's actually quite simple. You need to initiate a frank conversation. And in that frank conversation, you need to do two things. The first is you say to the other partner, let's talk a bit about the spirit of what we started here and why we started it. And then the second is to go, let's talk a bit about the expectations both you and I had of each other. In the expectations, you can bake into that conversation the values and ethics that you bring to business. It might go something like this. Hey, partner, we started this business to build this fintech startup. And, and we had this, you know, goal about wanting to change the lives of 1 million people. But we want to change the lives of 1 million people because we want to make the place we live a better place, even for those who are underbanked. The only way we can do this is if we do it ethically. If we rob the people from whom we're trying to build a solution, then actually we're a part of the problem, not a part of the solution. 
and then you go to addressing why something they're doing that is not ethical compromises the business. It might sound something like this. So please understand that when you negotiate with third-party partners, for us to get a rebate agreement from a supplier and that rebate payment is taken from the customer's funds, actually rather than solving the problem, we are becoming a part of the problem too. We are becoming the sharks that we ourselves are wanting to exterminate. Now what you've done is you've addressed an issue by first looking at what the issue was, starting with what your expectations were, and then moving and saying, given that these were the expectations, yes, how are we behaving and why is that inconsistent with the expectation? The reason you do it this way is because you want to center the conversation, not just on what was the inconsistency or what is the problem or how their values and ethics are made manifest, but more importantly on how that's affecting why you're together in the first place. Most people who do things that shouldn't be done know they're doing things that they shouldn't be done. The difficulty for us is to raise it in such a way that you can preserve the other person's dignity but address the issue in the first place. So the first thing then is the minute you see that there's inconsistencies in values and ethics, you want to address it. The second is look for areas where there's a lack of transparency and or a lack of communication. So what do you need to do here? First, you need to reinforce why it's important to have open communication. Second, you need to reinforce what channels exist for that communication. And third, then reinforce the frequency with which you need to have that communication. So, hey, we agree that we're going to be having this meeting every Monday and every Thursday. Monday to talk about what we're doing, Thursday to see if we've done it, and what are the items we need to close off on every Friday. I've noticed that you've missed over the past three weeks the Thursday meetings, but you're constantly on the Monday meeting. And every time you're in the Monday meeting, the things you'd committed to do the week prior haven't been done. The reason we agreed to do this was so that I don't make progress ahead of you and, you're le and I'm leaving you so far behind that there is, an, there is an odd problem with a product that we're building. Now what you've done is you've highlighted the issue, highlighted why that was the expectation, and then immediately at the same time gone, these are the gaps and if we don't fix them, this is going to be the impact. See, a lot of things go wrong in secrecy. And so you don't want to ever murmur to yourself about what things could go wrong. You want to address it with the other person directly. The third thing to do, where there are disagreements on business direction and goals, what should you do? You call a meeting immediately and you go, can we just realign? Are we at the same place and are we going to the same place? I just want to make a point here very quickly. These are not easy conversations, but one of the things I've learned over time is having difficult conversations more often has really exercised my muscle and has made it easier for me to have difficult conversations. Difficult conversations are like going to the gym. The first time you go, it's going to hurt. But three months in, the muscles kind of just adjust to your program. And so you want to constantly flex the muscle of having accountability discussions, as I call them. I just call them accountability discussions. Other people call them crucial conversations. But these are difficult conversations that you need to have with people about things that aren't working. So where there is a disagreement on business direction and goals, the first thing to do is to call a session go, can we realign? I want to make sure that the objectives I have and the objectives you have are the same. And test that. If clearly the objections are not the same, now you have a basis and a grounds by which you can have a conversation about how do we move forward? 
You want to make a million dollars. I want to change a million lives. We can't do both. How do we move forward? You do this by conducting a thorough review of all the business goals and all the strategies that you're going to use and seeking a compromise for a unified direction. I'm giving you guys gems here. It took me two decades to learn the things I'm telling you. I'm going to tell you again what you do. A thorough review of the business goals, a thorough review of the strategies to reach those goals, understand areas where there might be potential for compromise, and then having the discussion around, are we willing to compromise? Thorough review of the business goals might be the impact you want to have, the amount of money you want to make, and the difference you want to make in society, how you want to treat your people, the company you want to build. All of those things are business goals. Strategies is how are we going to do these things? Who are we going to work with? Who are we going to partner with? Who are we never going to work with? And then, hey, are we on the same page here? Are we moving in the same direction? Or of these, which can we really look at? I know we said we would never partner with that company, but you know what? They've got a really clever piece of tech that if we bolted onto our system might help us achieve a 15% efficiency on the delivery of product, and that might actually enable our customers to afford our product and make it even cheaper. So should we revisit whether or not we, can, we should never partner with those people? That changes the conversation. You notice here, on each and every single one of the tips I've given you, what have I not done? I've not pointed fingers at the other person. The minute you point fingers, remember this, when you go on offense, people go on defense. The minute you point fingers, people get defensive. And the best way to do defense is what? Go offense. So you go offense, they get defensive and go offense on you. And then what happens is this conversation of, but you didn't, and but you didn't, and but you didn't, and but you didn't. And the mediated space in between is the space where we talk about the problem. I'm about to say something that is so powerful. Just listen to what I'm about to say. To access the remaining exclusive content, simply subscribe on Spotify. Search for Ideas That Matter. Click on our account and then select Exclusive Episodes for Subscribers. Unlock the content by filling in your information and gain full access to our exclusive episodes. For further details, feel free to reach out to us directly via WhatsApp at plus 2781-505-7667.